Thanks for joining us, everybody. We're live here from the KFVS Digital News Desk. We've got Donna Oftenberg with the University of Missouri Extension. She is a field specialist in horticulture over there. Uh, Donna, how are you doing today? Great. I always like it when the sun shines. I just, uh, I just wish we would get a, little, get a little rain. Oh, I know it. I know it. That seems to be the real story of the day is uh, always, or well, the story of the, the month, week, you know, all of that uh, to, yes. to making making that rain come however we have to do it but uh that uh, that's what we're looking for um with all of uh with all of these uh kind of things going on i know that summertime certainly is uh can be a challenge in, in terms of when you're actually in the thick of things you know spring you're getting things planted you're getting everything in there and um gotta gotta make sure it survives this uh the heat and the the elements and things like that um and so today, yeah, that's what we're, we're discussing is some of those summer challenges. Can you just, what, what kind of things do you usually see um, with regards to summertime when it comes to, to gardening, to horticulture, to keeping those plants alive? Well, we see a lot of, um, you know, a lot of people come to us, what's wrong with my plant? And so uh, we're always asking 20 questions of how much have you watered? How long has it been planted? You know, just uh, what's it looking like? Any brown leaves? So, you know, anything could be happening in this time of year from drought to diseases to insect pests. You know, we're uh, just now approaching Japanese beetle season. So definitely keep an eye out for them. So we we it's it's more of troubleshooting this time of year since everybody's got things planted sure sure um i imagine with that when it comes to to dealing with that variety of pests um that variety of of uh yeah the, the different things that can get into your plants um there are also a number of options right uh, it, does it always um come down to using some sort of spray some sort of um you know, chemical or things like that. I know that there are also, like you mentioned, uh, the beetles, that uh, there are like different traps and things like that. What, what, what kind of mm -hmm. options do people look at with that? So I always try to get uh, gardeners to recognize what kind of gardener are you? Are you one that is more organic, one that uses conventional methods or somewhere in between? I'm one of those that's somewhere in between where I really want an organic option, but it's not. if it's not available, I'll look at other um, options that are out there. Uh, but the, I, I always try to keep spraying to the end, you know, to my last choice. Um, and, and mainly because there's so many other ways taking care of things. For example, Japanese beetles, if you were, get a trap, as you mentioned earlier, make sure to work it in the opposite direction or the opposite way it's supposed to be worked. So instead of putting it close to your plants, you want to put it an acre away or a couple of acres away so it pulls the beetles away instead of bringing them in. Um, you can always go out there with a hot sudsy water um, in a bucket and then you're raking them off and they drown in the water. Um, you know, if it's things like squash bugs, you can always put a board out in, in your garden in the heat of the day. They seek that shelter um, to get cool, you can go flip that board over and start stomping them. I mean, there's all sorts of different methods for um, insect control. And if you're not one that wants to jump to spring, give us a call here at the extension office and we can walk you through what could possibly be going on and your options. And, and it's not always about spring. All right. And now, now I guess maybe this is, uh, this is me asking questions from a place of personal experience in terms of uh, 
Uh, but I guess that maybe, maybe makes for some of the, the best questions. But uh, <laughs> when it comes to figuring out the, the amount of watering, I'm sure that there are probably resources to help with that. Is it often trial and error? And um, does being in the ground versus being in a, a, a pot make a difference as far as those uh, vegetables and, and garden plants go? So I, I think the big important thing that I always try to teach gardeners is learn what wet is and learn what dry is. And mainly because a lot of us, we think something's dry. Well, it may be dry on the surface, but it may be soaking wet underneath. Um, on the flip side could be true. It could be wet on top, but it's only rained very little. And so really the soil structure is actually dry further down. And so I always try to tell people, learn what dry means, learn what wet means, especially for your soil. And even in containers, it matters too. Um, and so a lot, of, a lot of times in the ground, people will take a screwdriver and they will push it down into the soil. If it goes really easily, uh, odds are there's a lot of moisture. If it gets stuck in the first you know, quarter of an inch, then odds are it's bone dry. And so we try to get people to use different techniques to figure that out. What is, you know, what's the proper amount to be watering? Well, an inch a week is, is what we hope to get for in rainfall. Then, of course, that doesn't always happen. And so what we recommend in the gardens is if you're not getting that inch of rainfall, then you want to target an inch to an inch and a half of irrigation. Um, we don't always recommend the aerial irrigation where it's going back and forth or the spinners. We, we really try to get people to irrigate at the plant base. So whether you're doing soaker hoses, whether you're doing um, uh, drip irrigation, you know, or even milk, milk jugs with holes poked in the bottom, you know, anything like that's going to help your situation when it comes to disease prevention. And you're going to keep it from evaporating in the air, which is also important. And so I always believe that watering seldom and thoroughly is actually better than watering frequently a little bit each day. So I would gear to watering once a week or even twice a week um, instead of watering a little at a time. That's good to know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think that, uh, well, particularly I had this uh, the, one of the, some of those mini sunflowers and a hanging basket in my back uh, back porch, and I noticed the ring of water that was staying pretty consistent towards the bottom of it. Now he's he's I think he's dead. So I think that, that <laughs> pretty much answers my question of well that. We were overwatering yeah. there, uh, yeah. but uh, yeah. so so those sorts of things I'm sure can be clues as well as to uh, how right. much. And, yeah, and can in containers. I'm sorry, in containers typically you do want to water every day to every other day, and and it's going back to learning what the wet is, learning what the dry is, sure. engaging that. Okay, yeah, for sure, and you know I I know that folks will talk uh, a good deal about when it comes to you know it comes to flowers to to flower gardens and things like that the differences between how much uh, sunlight they want how much sunlight they need you know so that's something to keep in mind as far as you know your decorative plants do any of those rules apply to the vegetable fruit garden as well 
we really want six to eight hours of sun for most plants, unless it says part shade to full shade. Uh, so six to eight hours, I think like with a tomato or a pepper, you're better off going eight or more. Whereas if you're dealing with something like lettuce or you're dealing with cabbage or things like that, you could actually go four to six hours. And uh, But like you said, with the annual flowers, we really need to go full sun. All right. Well, I, I think we've covered quite a, a good amount of territory today. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to mention? Any other um, items that come to mind as far as uh, summer gardening uh, tips and, and keeping things alive? Yeah. Just if we end up uh, with really, really hot days, it's always good to pull plants, especially in containers, back under um, porches and against canopies. That way they get a little bit more shade to keep them uh, from stressing so much. All right. Good stuff. Donna Oftenberg with the Missouri or University of Missouri Extension in Cape County. Thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. We're glad to have you here and glad to uh, learn a little bit more about, uh, about gardening and uh, hopefully how to learn to have those have a green thumb um, a little bit more. And so to our audience as well, thank you all for spending the time here with us. We're going to turn it back over to Local News Live. Stick around. We'll have more coming up just around the corner at 530. We've got Money Talks uh, with David Yaskevich. That's 